Hello and welcome to Free Mental Podcast, a podcast where three friends of their dreams being professional footballers dashed away as children. One of the refers to find the wheelchair and the other two discover food. Have their say on the Premier League. What's that? I murked it. Thank you, Michael. If you can hear that, that's Michael on a, on, on a mobile phone. Cell phone if you're American. Or just cell, I don't know. Cellular phone. Cell, cellular phone. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We call it mobiles over here. Because like... Royal Britannia and all that. We're correct. Uh, Hashtag Brexit. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the Euros. And a few other things. And mostly, a few other things. Mostly, yeah. mostly the Euros. Firstly... Congratulations to Portugal. The most organised team in the tournament. Exactly. Pe- people are complaining that they didn't win in 90 minutes. Nobody beat them in 90 minutes either. Exactly. Nobody wants to highlight that though. <laughs> Your boy Michael. Ronaldo. What are you saying? Yes. Yes, bro. See. <laughs> In the um, thing, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going this, um, I guess I've loaded that way. I'm gonna play this in the song. His name's Adrian. I'm sitting next to him, yeah. Eddie scores, full time Muslim grows. I just looked at him, just sat there looking at his face. Like, what are you saying now, bro? <laughs> What's about Ronaldo, yeah? I told you, bro. Man got injured, he came back here at the end of the game, came to extra time, came, rallied his boys. Your boy, Mr. Penalty, then retired. Soon! <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It does show that um, one thing, if Messi was Portuguese, he may have retired a long time ago <laughs> because <laughs> Portugal were fantastic in the way that they organised themselves through the tournament, made themselves hard to beat. But let's make no mistake about it. They got there because of Ronaldo. They've got to previous tournaments because of Ronaldo. They got to the final because of Ronaldo. I think he has like 39 goals and the rest of the team had 21 yeah for like two years or something like that so he got them there and also speaking about Portugal they've been criticised for not having as, uh, that many goals but coming into the final they had the same amount of shots as, as France and their game against Hungary correction Ronaldo had the same amount of shots as France <laughs> yeah they had like 49 yeah. shots man the, the game against Hungary where I think it was 2-2 two, Portugal? Yeah, 3-3. Three, three. Three, three. That game, 6% of the goals for the whole entire tournament was in that game with Portugal in it. And this is a team that didn't do enough attacking-wise. This team had more than enough chances to beat Iceland and Hungary. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the third place, and it showed, was a bit of a... The opposite of flowering to deceive. They deserved more than third place in that group. And they just showed throughout the tournament that they're multifaceted and could beat teams a number of different ways. And they did that just to, that's why they won. Plenty of people complaining about the... Uh, there's a new rule that was introduced into the Euros, that um, the third place rule. And people complain about it now. I think it enriched the tournament. I think it enriched the tournament. Because look at the major stories in this tournament. Iceland, the major story in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Wales, the major story in the tournament. And yes, Wales came first in the group, but Wales would have been buoyed by the notion that they could come third and qualify because they, they'd always missed out by coming third or last in the four-man group. But that's, it's, it's surely just a bigger incentive for teams in the top competition because if you 
if a team loses its first two games, or two teams in the group lose their first two games, essentially get out and then the top two battle, if that's the way the, the, um, the group is drawn, I think that's the top, the bottom two have then have a chance to say, okay, we still can't give up. Let's not go into this game and pretty much throw the game away and just play to whatever. You've got something to play for so you can get through. It's an incentive. It, it, it made the tournament more exciting and the Euros has been criticised for being quite a short competition because it used to be 16 teams, right? And then it was quarters, semis and final. You've got a last 16 now and you've got 24 teams in the tournament. There's nothing to complain about. Enjoy the tournament. Have fun with it. It makes it more competitive because more teams feel yeah. they can do something in the long run. Exactly. And if Portugal finished first, okay, big deal. At the end of the day, if they were that bad a team, the teams they faced afterwards, if they were that poor, when the teams had their chances, they should have put them away. Exactly. If you don't put them away, you lose. Exactly. Exactly. There was, um, was it Croatia? I think, what, what is it? What was it? I think Croatia complained yeah. that uh, they didn't they didn't beat them in 90 minutes. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Luka, That's right, yeah. Fresh. So, that, honestly, beat them in 90 minutes and then you don't get yeah, to the play. The thing is, your your job as your position is to beat the other team, whether it be 90, 120, um, 90 minutes, 120 minutes, or even meters? 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 Minutes. minutes. <laughs> 90 <laughs> minutes, 120 minutes, or over into penalties. Your job as your position is to win. And if you haven't, you could only play yourself. And no team has beaten Portugal in, was it, 11, 12 games yeah. now? Yeah, so... There you go. They were, they were on a hot run of form. Strong defence, you might win something. And the thing is, right, they've got, a, they've got a very good core of young players coming through. They won the the other 21 zeros the year before, featuring a win, I think, of 5-1 in Germany, where they absolutely hammered them. Um, players like Bernardo Silva from, from Monaco didn't get into this squad. Renato Sanchez showed how much of a star in the making he is. Jao Mario had a breakout season. It was fantastic for Portugal this tournament. Andrew Gomez was good in parts. William Carvalho was good in parts. They look solid, look physically imposing. And they, they are a team that really can mix it up. They've got everything. Rafael Guerrero as well, left back. in a fantastic tournament. Um, they also got a move to, to Dortmund as well. Even Rui re- re- Patricio. Yeah, Rui re- Patricio. One kind of man, Rui re- Patricio. Again, great tournament. One of the keepers of the tournament. Let's get to the uh, the final itself. So Portugal versus France. It was all hyped up. Everyone's expecting France to walk over Portugal. Especially when the man, the myth, the, man, the legend. Anton Griezmann. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No? <laughs> um, Cristiano Ronaldo got injured. <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your take on that? I, I was annoyed at Paye. Yeah, because... A little part of me still sees... Cristiano Ronaldo is a Manchester United legend, so obviously there's a, there's a little bit of bias there. But I feel like that tackle was a bit naughty. And if you look just before, Pai had a little bit of a nibble at Ronaldo Sanchez. And going into that final, you can pinpoint those two players, Ronaldo and Ronaldo Sanchez, as really Portugal's main driving force going forward, especially on the transition in terms of Ronaldo um, Sanchez. He's very good at springing um, counterattacks forward. Um, so, you, I, it was a bit of a naughty challenge, in my opinion. I thought the challenge itself was a bit, a bit rash, a bit brash. And then when they slowed it down, and you saw the the picture of Ronaldo, you saw his foot was one way, and his leg was it, it was it was weird that, yeah. and the impact itself yeah. was just devastating. He, he'll be out for like six to eight weeks, I think. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are right because um, also 
when Charisma came on, he got hurt like two minutes into the game into his game as well. Mm. It was the French. I don't want to accuse the French of going out there to just go and injure the top players of Portugal, but they knew who the danger men were, and they clearly had a plan that if these guys are, have the ball, we're going to rough them up. And they succeeded in injuring Ronaldo quite seriously. Um, Sanchez was, and because Sanchez is such a strong young boy, you know, they, they tried to ruffle his feathers a little bit, make him a bit nervous and make him scared, but they don't realise this is an 18-year-old that's just sat for Bayern Munich that showed his um, metal by in that, in that penalty shootout when he tucked it away so comfortably. He's one of the best players you've seen in this tournament. You, you don't, you know, you, you had the initiative at home, you were the best side on paper, but you couldn't beat them. It's when footballers made the argument of, oh, you didn't beat us in 90 minutes. It's like, bro, but did you beat me in 90 minutes? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? That's just a stupid argument. Oh, did they beat us in 90 minutes? Okay, so did you beat them in 90 minutes? No. So what's your point? There's no argument to it. You lost. Take it on the chest. Be chesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe if... Uh, Thinking back now, that may have been the game plan to injure their their, their talisman, their their uh, key players. Maybe if they decided to play a bit more, I don't know. They may if, have beat them. I don't know if it was maybe their game plan, but if you look at their midfield three, Matuidi, Pogba, and Sissoko, it was clearly that they wanted to just bully and sort of be a little bit physical and overrun the Portugal midfield. Uh, but the issue is, this is one of the reasons why I think Sissoko played. Yes, he had a fantastic game in the final, but. He's not a fantastic player. He's not a better player than Kante. He's not a better player than Pogba or Matuidi or Kabai. He's they, uh, but he was played there for his physical presence, and also he was played in a more advanced role, sacrificing Pogba because of how big he is. I know Pogba is bigger, but Pogba isn't as filled out muscularly as as Sissoko is, and that actually was in the detriment of France when it came to really creating many salient clear cut chances. Because Sissoko did well trying to break through the midfield, but he hasn't got the eye of the pass that Pogba has. Nor does Matuidi. Realistically, if Deschamps would have his time again at the final, I really do believe he'd have played Matuidi or Kante at the base of that midfield and pushed, if he really wanted to play Sissoko, Sissoko and Pogba further forward. But it seems like Pogba was the one holding uh, the midfield free. And to be honest, I believe that that role for Pogba is, is wasting his talent. He's got a fantastic final ball. He can shoot from long range. And I think that's what you need when you, when you have to open up disciplined teams like Portugal. Let's get to... Uh, what was it? Let's get to the chances that France had. Antoine Griezmann with a header. He's tucked those away before. He's surprisingly good at the air, Antoine Griezmann. Um, but yeah, he, he should have scored that. But for me, the, the big chance went to the man that should have been in the squad in the first place. And that was um, Zuniak, who came on for Giroud and has come on for Giroud every time he's come on the pitch. And I believe that's almost a like for like substitution, which is, in my mind, pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, he would hit the post when he scuffed the shot for about seven, eight yards out. Um, again, I don't feel like he really brings anything different to the squad. And I'm not just saying that because Martial didn't play and as everybody knows who listens to this podcast, I'm a Man United fan. But I'm saying that because Kevin Grimero didn't get picked and Lacazette didn't get picked. And if you were following the podcast um, Twitter account, I mentioned that when fans were looking like they were about to lose 
and these are players that would have tucked away that opportunity that are way more clinical uh, got much more multifaceted game and much more skills about them that could help other position like Portugal and don't play in Mexico and don't play in Mexico yeah. Mike um, in terms of Griezmann I'm interested to see how um, he bounces back from this he's had a hard season two failed he's seasons. choked twice to be honest with you yeah, exactly. to say no, he's no, no, he choked twice no, 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 he's, big games he chokes once big games the, the penalty against Athletic for, for Real Madrid penalty for Athletic that, that, that was a choke that was a choke no that but, mishead was a choke Oh, no, yeah. let me say it was a joke. He's five he foot six. What do you mean? If Giroud had missed that header, have it's you, a joke. No, no, no. You can't say he's five foot six. You can't say that he's very surprised. He's surprisingly good a year, and it's then come up and the excuse that you use to defend him is say he's five yeah, foot six. Yeah, but he's He's good in the air. He's good in the air. Full stop. He has to put that away for his height, though. No, he has, no, he isn't. Yes, he is for his uh, eyes. Did you know? Okay, it was a free header. You know, it was a free header. One and two. The he had a, he had a chance to put um France ahead, before um, I think it was like the first opening five minutes where he, he headed it from outside the box and Re Patricia was forced into a good save. He's good in the air, full stop. So you can't you can't give him that you can't say that excuse. Only was six foot two. He was shit in the air. So <laughs> you, I don't think you can say that excuse. To be honest with you, he should have took he should have put it away. In my opinion, he choked and uh, his failure. If it essentially costs France because I don't think they scored many goals outside of it. Paye scored a few bangers. Paye, they, they scored the majority of their goals in the trial take against Iceland. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I think the, the buck stops with Deschamps. Deschamps made yeah. so many puzzling decisions before the game and during the game. When you're chasing the lead, he brings off Paye. He's the player in that French team who really could pick out a pass. <laughs> For the, he really has the best eye for finding the ball in that first squad. Took you know, him off. You know, Took too long. Go, go, go. Sorry, um, what I don't understand was, um, so he played Sissoko, Pogba and Matuidi in initial three, right? Yeah. Um, so why was Matuidi the defensive midfielder much more forward than Pogba? Pogba must have been, must have been the centre-back because, um, as you see for Juve, I see Pogba's a box-to-box player for Juve, but he's very, very, very good going forward. He wasn't going forward in this game. Or not near enough, anyway. Um, Darren, you said it about um, Jin Yap being there. I don't even what to say about that. To be honest, that was just a stupid decision in the first place. Um, the tactics were just really, really inept. Um, some of the decisions they made on the pitch poor. Um, refusal to bring through maybe a younger player for Evra and Sanya. And the thing is, it's not as if like it's not as if Lucas Didier is a is a bad left back. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's like Del Bosque. It's like Del Bosque had to change the squad this time because it's a different era. He can't. He's not going to call out a club Xavi now. You know, Xavi's gone to Qatar. He's twenty five. They're not going to play him anymore. You can. You have an excuse for Iniesta. He's still playing top football for Barca, but he has to break through a squad. But it's like he's got his favourites. Their shop has got his favourites. Gignac should be nowhere near the squad, considering. You just mentioned um, Gamero and Lacazette. What are we talking about? Benzema as well. What is he doing in the squad? That's, that's a trait that most managers have. And the teams that we expected or hoped would do okay in the tournament, some of, their, some of the managers have just gone with their stubborn tactics of 
I'm going to play this, I'm going to play that. We've seen it with England, we've seen it with France, we've seen it with Spain. But it's just, it, it, they're not adapting to what's, what's needed to go now. The Portuguese manager managed in Greece. He's, this is his first one in the international level. He changed it up, he knew how to go to the game tactically. When I went off, everyone's thinking, including myself, to be honest, I thought, damn, Portugal in big trouble now, but they won the game. Yeah, and what do you put that down to then winning the game? I, I I say it's team spirit and the will to win it for Ronaldo. Yeah, Bec- um, and yeah, that- and, you just, and Pepe, I think at the very end he he uh, he he put it he put it um all together when he pretty much threw up on the pitch. Yeah, like, the and that, of, that showed the, how the much amount of effort, of the effort they put yeah. they put in. So they were just organized. Like, Absolutely. Even though France had their chances, I didn't think for a moment that they were going to score. Mm. So usually when you watch football games and uh, one team is going to attack, you see there's a, like a maintained high pressure for about 10, 15 minutes. And you think, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah, something's going to happen. France never really had that. It was very, very spur the moment yeah. when they uh, got their chances. I mean, Greece, it was a cross Greece. from Evra. Yeah. Or, yeah, and um, that came out of nowhere. Pie, pie ball from deep, which is more about Pie's genius when it comes to picking up a pass. Mm. Sissoko shot from about 25 yards. Yeah. Uh, just flashes here yeah, and just, there. Yeah, but there was no real maintained amount of pressure. Yeah, no. Once again, uh, I think Jao Mario and William Carvalho, who yeah. does get a bit of stick because he's, he's a bit of a... Uh, crab. Bit of a crab. But he did his job well. Yeah. And more, more than well, because... Every, every time one of them midfielders got the ball or try, even tried to to um, bar through any any of the uh, defence or the midfield, he was there. And was inch-perfect tackles uh, yeah. as well. So props to him. Jao Mario was brilliant. Yeah. Final, Ronaldo, Ronaldo Sanchez. It was interesting to see because we all knew what he could do, but he, he pretty much bossed that midfield. As soon as they got the ball, say, outside of their box, they gave it straight to Sanchez and he, he just ran. ran through. Yeah. He ran. And that's... that's, that's a youthful spark, yeah. I guess, which he may he may lose eventually, but when he becomes more of a percentage player, when he's been yeah. told that you've got to play safety first, mm. but at the very moment now, that type of football is fantastic. It's refreshing as well. It's so good, yeah. especially when you're talking about at the moment football. The, in major tournaments, something happens. The major tournament often sort of like mirrors the way the best teams are playing their football right now, or or the most efficient teams are playing their football right now and this tournament is teams quick on the transition solid at the back who can counter attack a player like Renato Sanchez allows you to have all those things especially being good at the counter attack because he takes the ball almost on the half turn and just goes forward and you've got your wingers and you've got your forwards running past him and in front of him for him to pick out a pass even to drag out the defenders so he can have a shot himself um, and that's that's that is why he was so successful in the final that's why he's mm. been successful at this time that he's been playing for Portugal we, 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 we've spent 90 minutes 19, 19 minutes already and we haven't talked about the goal Adair it was a, it was a, it was a finish it was a great goal four games for Swansea this, the last season didn't score once went to Lille went to Lille did score that many? Did score that many? Goes to the. Uh, does he, did he play up any any part of that tournament apart from the final? He came off the bench once, and that was it. Came off the bench once, didn't score then. 
Save, he saved it. He saved it for the right when moment. It really matters. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. What a strike! When he scored, I didn't have to chill. That's because I spent. You know those times yeah, when you spent a long, long time calling someone trash. <laughs> in the big game, he just shuts you up. He just sitting there like, right, straight up. <laughs> it was a great goal. Snapshot for about twenty-five yards. No, you can. You can. Anybody could have scored that. Lovie's got caught no, for that footage. No, no, no. I'll tell you what, that goal was similar to a goal that... Um, I can't remember which player scored. I think it was Sanchez for Arsenal. Um, Where Lloris was flat-footed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloris got caught flat-footed on his near post. Again. Again. Mm, yeah, you caught him up still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> The difference between that goal and Sanchez's is obviously Sanchez's was from closer in. I think it was from just inside the box on an angle. But Adair's was was almost dead centre. He got caught out of his near post, flat footed by a snapshot. Who's the defender? I think the Cashioni turned his back to it. <laughs> As per. <laughs> oh, jeez. The patented don't want to get my. Right, my feet dirty. Moved by Koscielny. Yep. Christ almighty. I mean, great shot, great goal. A great finish, man. Ronaldo, what was that joke he's... Ronaldo's been a manager for 30 minutes. He's, more, he's already won more t- of trophies than Wenger or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. But no, you have, to, you have to give props to Ronaldo, even on the bench. Yeah. Ronaldo showed something that I didn't expect. I didn't expect either. And he showed that he might have a future. Yeah. Outside of football, no, I think he showed that he, he he could be a manager. He showed that he's got that that vigor, that passion for the game. Yeah, absolutely. Because many a player, and this has happened this summer, <laughs> when, when when the chips are down and things haven't gone their way, chucks the ball away and just goes home. He on that man strapped his knee up, came out, showed his team that he was in there to support them as well and it wasn't just a Ronaldo show which the media loved to paint it out as mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also showed that he wanted it for them as well mm. when Rafael Guerrero was willing to off injured he was encouraged to get back on the pitch because the team needed him like, it's weird because with with all these superstars of, of football a rare few get into management Pele didn't Maradona Meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think his, his stature got him that Argentinian yeah. job. Uh, uh, job. Sort of like how Keegan with with yeah to some extent. I'd say Cruyff is probably the only one that's actually done it and been successful. Yeah, of the of Capello. The, oh, and um, Capello Zidane at the moment. Yeah, so he's won a Champions League. That's the, that's the only thing. He's, yeah, only thing he's won. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's won the treble this first season. What treble? He won the uh, the Liga. He's won the Champions League. I think he won Copa del Rey. No, he didn't win Copa del Rey. He's won the double, sorry. He won the double. He didn't win the Liga. He didn't win the Liga, did he? No. Was it, was it Barca? He's, he got in this year. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, Barca won the league this year. Well, yeah, Barca yeah, won the league this he year. He just won the... Um, the Champions League. Yeah, Champions League. Yeah. I mean, good first trophy okay, too, well isn't well it? Done. Um, yeah, so... To steal a quote from Mourinho, there are some managers that have been... <laughs> that have not won a trophy for over 10 years. Exactly, exactly. But, um... Yeah, I, now we know definitely Messi won't even touch football management. Christ, I don't think he's got the stones for it. No, not at the all. The thing is, it might be that Ronaldo is just dispassionate about winning for his country because he might 
as you see, I show he's a very, very, very proud Portuguese. Mm. Um, but he showed that passion and that, that want for the betterment of the whole team that yeah. people didn't expect. I mean, he could have, he could, he could have easily stayed in the dressing room and sold. Yeah, but he didn't. He was injured. He looked the way he was hobbling to collect the trophy. Mm. His leg is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it was weird when I saw yeah. when I saw him come out. I was like, no, really, you? Yeah. But no, it was it was it was great to see, and it was really surprising. Do you know what I appreciated? I don't know if Michael picked up on this too, but there, there's a picture of Ronaldo pointing at his watch and a Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that just made oh, me no, smile. Yeah, that, that whole scenario made me smile because after that, when they were showing when he was coming down the, um, the stairs, you saw, you seen the video of him hugging Ronaldo. Yeah, Fergie gave him yeah. and Daddy some props. Yeah, you have to and that's, that's the thing I love about our club, yeah, because um, he goes, he goes, Nane, and he goes, and you hear that, he goes, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, when I do comes, he goes, Cristiano, and you hear he goes, oh, ho, ho. Yeah, look at that. I'm like, you're home. <laughs> you, see, you see the second dad again, you know? Yeah, him. it's true, it's true. But Ronaldo's always said that um, Fergie is a second father to him. So, I mean... Again, I wouldn't be surprised, but mm. it was really nice to mm. see. It was really, really nice. It was really to see. nice to see. Uh, I think well, if so he goes into management, if he goes into management, he he will definitely have a word, a word with Sir Alex. So Sir Alex will try and con- con- try and um, persuade him to get into it because he showed real leadership. That, you know, he was pushing the team on, and the way he did yesterday was no, yesterday. Wow, it wasn't yesterday? Bloody hell! Yeah. Um, the way he did in the final was was amazing. So he's work ethic. He's work ethic. Can we call this podcast Power of the Sur, please? Power of the what? The Sur! The Sur! All right, cool. We'll do that. Still on Ronaldo, he's, over the years, he's been getting a bit a lot of stick from Portuguese fans as well, saying that he does, he does, he does all this stuff for club football. When it comes to Portugal, he always whimpers off or whimpers out. Yeah. Can't the, say that now. The top they? players always get that for their countries, but... That's because they tend to be playing for better players with better players even yeah, for the clubs than they are with the countries. But Ronaldo, Ronaldo's effort, maybe his, his, um, what's the word? I have no idea. Uh, maybe his end product, <laughs> maybe his end product, maybe for Portugal has always been there, showed in this tournament, but his, his application has always been there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think, I don't like, I don't like, having to bring the name up with Ronaldo but it always happens anyway so um, the Ronaldo and Messi thing though um, <sighs> Messi's lost four finals in a row now so Michael yeah. Michael compare the names that Messi and Ronaldo play alongside that's what I'm saying like, you know you've lost four finals and people because people always tell you oh yeah but like, I had a little disagreement with a guy on Twitter and he was like oh but Messi's carried them to four finals I was like yeah and then he bottled it in each of the finals. Exactly. Also, 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 one second. Messi can't bottle it while he's playing alongside Aguero and Di Maria and Higuain. These are also oh, players that are, that are winning things for their club sides themselves. You can't yeah. bottle it when you're playing alongside almost peers. Ronaldo is playing alongside Nadia up front, who's a winger. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A very, yeah. a very, a um, very young centre midfield. Yeah. A very old, a very old charisma. And a very old, a very, very old back centre back pairing of Carvalho, 
Uh, Pepe, if not Carvalho, Jose Fonte, who you all know, I think is bang average. <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, he's just... There's actually no excuse. There's no excuse for, for Messi. There's no excuse for Messi. He just chokes. All the time he gets to a final. I'm telling you now, Messi will unretire from Argentina. He has that's bound to happen. He's not. But he will not allow it. Yeah, but he's forever shown that when the when the chips are down for his country, especially for his country, he'll just whimper away and die. Or maybe, away maybe, maybe he's becoming the new Kevin Prince Boateng, huh? Maybe he doesn't he doesn't do qualifiers and when he gets to the tournament. Oh, I want to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, getting to that time now. So, ratings of the final. Didn't like it. Liked it now. Would have preferred penalties. I would have preferred if Deschamps threw a little bit more at Portugal earlier on and from the 60th minute thought about bringing on Coleman and Martial instead of Gignac and um, Coleman putting Martial up top I think would have made the game better would have sped the game up it would have stretched the game out it would be really interesting to see him Griezmann and Coleman play as a three trying to attack I think he could have made the game better than it was but Portugal did what they had to do to win and as football fans, you've got to respect that. Mike? Yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that statement. That's, he said it perfectly, to be honest. But I haven't heard that to that. <laughs> said it perfectly. All right. We, uh, final was decent. Overall tournament? See, this is the thing. I don't think it was that good a tournament. It wasn't. Uh, I think the tournament had a lot of good story, a lot of good feel-good stories. But I think it was a good tournament. I'm a believer in quality... And skill being the the victor. I like it when the cream rises to the top because I like to watch the best play. And I know Portugal won by being organised and stuff, so it makes it sort of like contradictory. But I'm also talking about like you I was you could be you can have quality in the back though. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't enamoured by Iceland the way everybody else was. <laughs> I wasn't enamoured yeah, that's because you've been you've been the head man of the anti Leicester campaign all season. So you don't like it when the little guys do it's well, not, do you? Well, I, I prefer it when Wales do well because they've actually got some real quality from the top True. downwards. Actually, yeah, Darren, is, Darren is right though because like how many times in this country when Aston won a game you hear are they going to be the Leicester of the Euros? And like, bro, shut up. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you. You know, the Leicester, yeah, Leicester won the league. Like on merit because you know they they got the points, they got the wins, so they just win the league. Cool. But now you can see what Iceland did. The thing. So what happens when the World Cup another minnow gets through? I don't know. Say Andorra. Even they didn't qualify for anything, but let's put their name there. Yeah. Right. Could have said. You could have said Austria. If Andorra make it and somehow finish first, you're not going to call them the Leicester from that that, that Leicester team that won it in 2016. Oh my God, Andorra might have that passion and all that fact. No, they just just shut up and enjoy the tournament. Also, if let's look at about... get slapped by quality. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't quality in the Premier League. The big boys are signing quality now. Leicester are not gonna do as well as they did with that quality coming. All right, Michael. All right, you made your point. Also, we're looking at sorry, man. Let's <laughs> look at uh, the tournament as a whole as well. I want, I'm not. I don't just say this. Yeah, Slagging for Iceland. Iceland did well for them. Iceland did really well for them. I, my issue wasn't with Iceland. My issue was the other teams allowing Iceland. My so that these that my issue is with England. England had a real chance to at least get quarters this tournament. My issue is with them. My issue is teams with that sort of quality level not showing their best time to show. Like, there is no reason, there is no way to say that that England team is worse than Wales. 
Wales got the semi-finals of the first tournament in over 50 years. And Wales have got quality from backwards upwards. Ashley Williams, quality centre-back. Aaron Ramsey showed when you play him in the right position and you give him some genuine authority and some responsibility, he can really play. He's one of the standout midfielders in this tournament. He was quality. Gareth Bale is one of the best players in the world, point back, period. They've got a fantastic spine running through that Welsh team. You've got players like Belgium, who again, flattered to deceive. Everybody gets excited looking at Belgium's uh, lineup, and they never do what they should do. They've got players like Lukaku, who talk the talk, but when it really comes down to it, Never walk the walk. Say we showed the exact same thing in the semi-finals against May United, where he missed a bucket ton of chances, and that was, and including a missed penalty. And it's, this this is what I'm annoyed at. I'm annoyed at the lack of quality from those teams who really had the opportunity to shine. So England, Belgium, Spain are my three. The three for me that I'm the most disappointed in this tournament. Let's uh, let's go to the team of the team of the tournament. It's got to be the winners, hasn't it? <laughs> no, I mean overall. So pick a play for each position. Okay. And, uh, oh, okay, cool. I'm going Rui Patricia and go. I'm gonna go for a little bit left field. I'm going to the Northern Ireland goalkeeper because when Northern Ireland were playing, the amount of saves he pulled out was ridiculous. I don't know the name of him, but <laughs> no, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna find. I don't know the name yeah, of him, enough. but but um. He was fantastic. He had a really good tournament. Mike? Uh, yeah, Rui Patricio. Thank That's you. Two of you on? Yeah. Because you want your Northern Ireland. I just thought he had a good... Uh, Northern Ireland never going to go to the final. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. But he should be credited for having such a good tournament. I think we should put on replace on a substitutes bench for Will Greg. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Because <laughs> he said that bench line was on fire. It was. It was on fire. That bench was on fire. The starting level was terrified. Team, That's why the badger kept him far away from it. What's that, Michael? I'm so upset he didn't play, man. <laughs> I know! Like, just for the last five minutes, Northern Ireland are looking like they're about to get up. Bring him on! Just bring him on and see what happens. If he scores, you're a hero and he's a hero. Even more of a hero than he is right now. But, you know, whatever. Hey, listen, if he scored, oh my days, it would have been lit. Oh <laughs> my God. The song. The song. Bruh, universal. <laughs> it would have absolutely gone off, seriously. Right back. Should I go first? Yeah, no. Uh, I'll go with Joshua Kimmich um, for mm. Germany. Reason being, he's not actually a right back. And he played so well yeah. at right back. And he's like 19, 20. If that, I think he might be 18 even. Mike? Um, ooh. Who played um, wing back for Italy? Dishiglio, Darmian. Yeah, Dishiglio, Dishiglio, not Darmian. <laughs> I knew you were not going to say Darmian. <laughs> 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 Dishiglio, yeah, Dishiglio, he was, he impressed me a lot. Um, okay. He done a lot of the jobs that went on, on, on notice because he wasn't really going forward. But um, every time he went forward, he made the smart decision. You know what I mean? He didn't have to always cross the ball in. It's the way Italy played. When they exposed certain teams, Belgium, um, the way they played and defended, and for me, he was top class, so I'll, I'll put him there. Centre backs. Pepe's one for me. I, I, I'd go Benucci for one. Yes. Uh, I'd go. Pepe for the other, yeah. Yeah, me too. Pepe Bonucci, there we go. Uh, left back, Paddy did a, a decent job. Yeah. 
Paddy Evra. Paddy Evra. As much as I love Paddy Evra, and I really, really do, everybody knows, um, I'd go Rafael Guerrero for Portugal. Yeah, fair enough. Yes! I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, what are we doing now? Free? Free? Uh, pick, pick your, yeah, yeah, free midfield. We've got to pick free midfield. Free midfield, of course. Renato Sanchez there. Great. Bring- you, you, you should have a two. You might as well get one out now. Other two, um... Blah, 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 blah. Jack Wilshere. <laughs> why? Like, 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 why? 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 Um. De Rossi. Did he? It's all. It's it's the it's the start of the best opinions. So you pick what you want. Yeah, I, I know which ones I'm picking. Who was in that Italian midfield? You had Parola, Giacarini, Florenzi, De Rossi, Thiago Motta. Not Thiago Motta. Jesus, I know Renato Sanchez is one. I feel like I need to put a Frenchman in there, but I don't want to put Pogba because he didn't. He, mm. This he, tournament, he, he six out of ten. This tournament, this tournament, he wasn't that good. Yeah. Blaze, no. Okay. You guys pick. Dimitri, Dimitri, maybe. I don't know. I'll put my left. No, I wouldn't. I don't know. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, go. I go. Fuck it. Just because we're losing air. <laughs> kind of dead in it. Um, Pais there. Centre mid. Anybody else that just pops into your mind? Again, I've got my three. Once you pick your three, I'll let you know. Christ, Michael. Um, Ramsey one. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Ra- Ramsey. I can't believe I said that. Wow. I know, right? Ramsey, Sanchez, and uh, Pae is my one. It's weird. It was. It wasn't a tournament for the midfielders, it, it though. Mid centers, anyway. Yeah, because there was you know, no you know, chance. You know, just for the sake of completing the midfield, this is this is not um, based on performance. Because to be honest, I can't think of someone that really stood out for me in that midfield. Um, I'm just gonna put Cavalio there because yeah, it's fair. For me, so yeah, for me, um, I understand the whole crap thing, but at the same time, it's not bad to have one player in your team that wins the ball and just passes it on to another player to go and do what they need to do with the ball. If a forward pass was there, he'd do it. Cock and um, take lessons, you prick. <laughs> That's give it, give it a couple of weeks before we do our Premier League. <laughs> okay, Darren, who's your three? My three: Renato Sanchez, um, Joe Allen, and yeah, and um, Aaron Ramsey. Oh yeah, Joe Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Don't think you. <laughs> I, I, I would it's never. Your I never ever one. put Joe Allen in his eleven before. Yeah, 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 it was deserved. It was deserved. It was deserved. Front three, uh, Bale, of course. Ronaldo left. Just yeah, you said that. winning captain. Up top has to be Griezmann. I mean, he got six goals in there. I. How often can't do? Fuck off. How Crafton can't do? That goal alone. That Crafton took out three defenders. Jesus. So Robson Carney, yeah. you're, you're you're top man. Yeah, Bell right, Ronaldo left, how Robson flipping Carney. You say it with your chest as well, so I have to believe you. Christ I'm, almighty. I'm chesty, bro. I'm saying it with my chest. <laughs> Darren. Um 
as much as I think he was fantastic and instrumental for his country, I won't put Ronaldo in my eleven. I'd put Paye, Bale and Griezmann with Griezmann up top and Paye and Bale either side of him. Hey, bro, bro, say that again, please. Pa- Paye, Bale no, and no, Griezmann. No, 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 before the Paye, bro, you just said about Ronaldo, that hurt my, my, my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in my 11 because statistically Paye was better. Ronaldo <laughs> <laughs> had a great tournament, but statistically, Pai was better. I can't not pick Pai, man. Pai had a fantastic tournament. Pai got done dirty by Deschamps. Real, let's be real. Yeah, yeah, everyone got done dirty by Deschamps, but he's an idiot, man. He's a fool. <laughs> manager of the tournament. Oh, this is another. Right, this is my biggest criticism of the Euros. The managers are trash. Yeah. The international managers at the moment are really, really. What's that? You clap? Yes, I was clapping. Okay, you clap then. Jesus Christ. I got on my feet and I gave down the sun. <laughs> Continue. No, the, the, the managers in this Euros were absolutely trash. For me, the manager of the, the Euros has to be Conte. Because he made the most out of the parts he had. Because I have a Conte or, Col- or Coleman. Or who? Coleman. Oh, Chris, Chris Coleman. Yeah. But I don't think Wales will beat Spain, so I'm going to. Not, not uh, who's Portuguese manager? He's so quiet. I forgot his. I don't, can't remember his name. Yeah, go on. He could have done more with that Portuguese team, though. He still won it. Yeah, I know. In terms of like attacking, in terms of being a little bit fun to no, watch. No, but that's that's the thing, though. He had a game plan. Yeah. and he stuck to it throughout the entire tournament. But, you got you got to respect that. Yeah, but also you've got to think about it this way. He only played Renato Sanchez the last two or th- last two or three games. He, he started him. Started him, yeah. Um. Also, again, he, also he, he came in fresh for also, that. Also, realistically, I can't give somebody manager of the tournament who played Nani up front when he's a winger. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, who's the other options? Adair. Play Ronaldo up top. Karez on either side. Play 4 for free. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, do, do you want to, do you want to step past Dom? You want to have a smoke? Or you, you don't think you can survive for the next five, ten minutes, minutes now? You can speak. I'm, I, I'm addressing you. Also, oh, my on okay, okay. Also, he's gonna edit this bit out of the podcast. I'm not because I'm too lazy. Um, hi. Say hi. Hey. Also, edit this hey. podcast out, please. Just because you know. Christ Almighty. Anyway, um, yeah. So manage. So Coleman or Coleman or Conte for me. Nobody else can tell. I'll give it. I'll give it to Coleman. Same here. I'll give it Coleman. Tell me, fans with Wales. Fam. Wow, dig! <laughs> I can't breathe. That is a huge dig at Wenger. I can't breathe! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he said that. But let's be real. Oh. Uh, Chris Coleman trusts Aaron Ramsey way more than Wenger does. Absolutely. Wenger, Wenger sticks him there wide left because he doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, um... This, this... Euros... Meh. Portugal deserved the winners because nobody beat them. Yeah, which does help when you go to when you go to international tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's step away from the Euros for now. Let's go. Let's go into a bit of a bit of Premier League news. Are we talking about England yet? You want to talk about England? I want to talk about Aladici. Okay, let's go. Aladice. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Aladici? 
Aladici. I'm finished. Um, speak. So, Darren, you're on this Aladice train thing, yeah? Completely, 110%. For loads of reasons. This is so This is so multifaceted, you don't even know. Right. First, down facts for you. First things first. Nothing is more of a reality check than having Sam Aladice <laughs> as your manager. <laughs> Am I wrong, guys? This is Sophie's choice or something. Am I wrong, guys? You're not wrong. Guys, am I wrong? You're not wrong. Yeah. That that alone is enough of a reason why it should be picked. (laughs) Reality, reality. Second, let's not sleep on how innovative he is. First things first, right? First English coach to bring in technical staff, technical directors in the Premier League. Did it when he was at Bolton. Secondly, he revamps his teams all the time from when he was uh, signing old players to play younger players at Bolton with, with completely just sodding off defending at Sunderland and just scoring as many goals as he can with Jermaine Defoe, getting the best out of an average bunch. The thing is, this will be the best bunch of players that South Adidas would have played or managed and the thing is, he does wonders with really crappy teams. That is true. He does a fantastic job with really crappy teams. And I think also, Sam Allardyce has a plan. Roy Hodgson did not have a plan that whole yeah. tournament. No Sam Allardyce team is going to concede from a long throw-in. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, no wrong, no, no wrong, Sam Allardyce team has ever conceded from a, from a long throw-in. Probably not going to concede many, if any at all, from a set piece. They're going to be organised at the back, which England are really bad at. They're going to have a plan going forward. They're going to have a plan to beat teams or to at least make it difficult to, to, to lose against those teams. And the thing is, he's, realistically, he is by far and away the best English manager about at the moment. Absolutely. Agree with that. And there is nobody close to him. Klinsman isn't a better manager than Sarandas. I think he is. There is nobody better than Sarandas for this job at the moment. They're both trash, bro. No, no. Let's be real. Be real. I know I defend Adidas a lot, but he deserves the praise he gets. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, when, you, when you, especially, he has, he's a game plan manager, and when you beat his team, you earn it. Like, he, his teams hardly had stretched errors. Yeah. But for me, right now, England need to forget about this British dream. Yeah. That's, that's to, to be honest, it's not even British anymore. It has to be English, isn't it, because we're Brexit. And, um, <laughs> and Scotland and Elvin are going to leave, aren't they, sir? Uh, Scotland will kick out eventually. Isn't it? We could take Chris Coleman. No, he, what was voted for me? He, he laughed. <laughs> He laughed and dig the job off. Oh, well, if Lloyd leave anyway, the yeah, he did though. Yeah. He signed a new two uh, year. No, he signed a two year deal before the tournament yeah. as well. So yeah. he's there. But I think. Um, Plus, he's going to take most of the World Cup. Mm. Have you seen the, the qualifying group? Yeah, Christ Almighty! If, if he doesn't go through with that group, what, what's, the group? What's, the group? what's the group? I think the hardest team he has is Republic, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Oh yeah, the first Yeah. There's no one the body there. Um. I honest, honestly, I think England needs to go for someone not young, young in the managerial sense, and I think just go foreign, man. And like this, this British dream just—it just—it's not gonna work, man. It, it's not going to work. Who do you think? Who do you think is better suited for the job than uh, some others right now? I don't know. That's the thing. There is, there's not in terms of people that are contenders. There's no one better than him. But go 
out and find someone, man, because like half of it for me is I don't want to see this guy's England manager because I hate guts. Even though I've really um, told everyone that I spoke Ghana, but um, also I just don't think I think you need to go for someone that's more modern in the game in terms of that like, more modern thinking going forward. More. This is the thing. He actually is. He actually is. That's the thing. He's old in age. But he actually does. He always has a different outlook. Every new team he has, every team he's managed in England has been playing or set up differently. He's played three or four up the three or two up front for the majority of his time at Sunderland. Whether that be three at the back or five at the back or whatever, he's always played two or three up front at Sunderland because he knows the best chance of him staying up at Sunderland is getting goals through the front. Before that at West Ham, he played a mixture of 4-4-2, Diamond, and 4-3-3 with Carroll at top. Bolton, we know what he did. They did absolute madness with Bolton. They'll come back to the wilderness with Bolton. Like, <coughs> like, he's done a fantastic... Like, look where Blackburn are now without him. Blackburn are a hilarious mess without him. And like I just I feel like Sam Allardyce deserves this. He deserves a chance. Let's not... Let's not try and make England to be something that they're not by hiring this progressive young manager. England need discipline and they need I'm, a plan. I'm, I'm, they need, not, they need not, to be regimented. I'm not, to make, I'm not trying to make England anything, but we know how things are in England. Man. I think they're absolute trash. I don't care about England, but fam, sometimes you got uh, I don't know. If I let us get sick, I won't be mad. And I, 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 I actually agree with everything you're saying. You're not, you're not saying anything wrong. You're right about him. I just, I, I, I'm probably just chatting shit. I don't care about England. Honestly, <laughs> I don't care about England. But on, I agree. Allardyce does deserve it, and I think this would be if he does get the England job, that would be his final job. He'd have two years, and if he gets to the World Cup, that would be it. Because I don't think he can get better than that. Valid, I say. No, uh, uh, this is the pinnacle of his career. If exactly. But the thing is, why I want Klinsman? One, he's played in England. He, he knows the language. That's always that with this whole Brexit crowd. That, that's that's going to be very important. Of course it is. It's going to be very important. <laughs> of course it is. Two. Two two semi-finals of America. One World Cup. One Copper. Copper was it Copper America? Yeah. Yeah. Overcompensated. He's got overachieved as well. Yeah, completely but overachieved with a, with a team that is at the, at the current moment in terms of quality and in terms of names and quality, but fucking up in terms of names. Is worse than England. Yeah, but the expectations are far lower. Because he's, he's, he's jump, still delivering, though. He's isn't jumping he? from a country where football is not well. Soccer, in the case of Americans, we all know it's football, but that's by the by, is probably the fourth most popular sport. And the thing is, the women's team are more widely more supported than the men's team, so the pressure is already dramatically lower. In a comparison to England, where England he's still football doing is the business. national sport. He's still doing the business, though. If if he was reaching, if he wasn't reaching, ah, if he wasn't qualifying from group stages, nobody give a shit in America. But he's he's qualifying from group stages. He's, he's beating teams in 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 the tough situation, the tough moments when it comes to elimination matches. So he he can do that. Manage Germany. Think semi final. He's a, he's a semi-final man, but a semi-final is better than fucking round of 16. Yeah. I think his football works. 
his football would suit England as well. So, I, in terms of the young, plus he's he's fairly young, and he could always use this as a as a uh, stepping stone to managing England one day because I think he'd, he'd probably I want to he, want to do that as well. Like I said, I agree with everything you say about Allardyce, but Christ Almighty, I cannot praise a man who whose main achie- his biggest achievement is saving teams from relegation. I England, England, I can't praise him. England's national team is in a state of relegation. That's the thing. England, <laughs> true, 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 true. That's the true. thing. <laughs> England's national team is in a state of relegation. Got knocked out of a major tournament by somebody who's. Part-time job is a football manager. He's a dentist. The goalkeeper is a film director. This is the team England got beaten by. England need a reality check. <laughs> and Salah Dice is the bitter pill we all need yeah, to Yeah, I guess, I guess, but I still... Darren, Darren, Darren hit on the nail, nail on the head, you know. He did, Bro. he did, he did. Right, so all this time I've been calling them international Arsenal. Actually, there's, there's Newcastle. <laughs> 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 they are, they are, they are the Newcastle, the perennial. Un- That's the thing. Everybody calls Newcastle the perennial underachievers when they were when they were in the Premier League. England underachieved. They've now been relegated. England are effectively relegated to the, the second or even third pot of international teams. Mm. I England, say, like, I can't. England, also, England needs somebody who's going to go, I dare you to take the piss now. Because ain't nobody going to chat shit to Sam Allardyce because he will tell him to fuck off. <laughs> like England I said. Allardyce is, dis- is the disciplinarian that England needs. He's. And also, the thing is, I know this might not be flattering to Allardyce. But I, I was certain a few of the England football players were like, rah, is it really that bad? Shit. And then they're going to start playing. Because Allardyce in England is known as a firefighting manager. And there are plenty of fires in England right now. What is that, Michael? You're clapping again. You're clapping again, Michael? No, no, I'm not saying the thing. Alright. Uh, like I said... It's got to be Allardyce. I, I agree with you. It's got to be Allardyce. And I think it, it should be Allardyce, but I want Klinsman. <laughs> it should be Allardyce, but I want Your Klinsman. Your heart is ruining your head right <laughs> it now. Really it really is. It really is. I don't know. We talk about Premier League, best managers, so... You wanted to talk about Pogba? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, because I'm... Like, yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's too good to be true. And also, I do believe that Real Madrid say they're not in for him now but I will not be surprised if either Morata gets sold in the profit or Isco gets sold or James Rodriguez gets sold because they've got a current EU problem as well because they can't get rid of Lucas Silva at the moment because of his heart issues oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I do believe Real Madrid are going to sell a few players freeing up the funds for Pogba also nobody can tell me that Real Madrid can't afford that amount of money <laughs> That's bullshit as well. Real Madrid are the like them and probably Barca are the only team that can even touch my that when it comes to commercial revenues. Plus, I mean, they could always ask the king for a small loan. When it yeah, comes also, to yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I read, I read um, that um, only um, in terms of they're doing teams in the league. 
Juve and Roma in terms of wages, not fees, can challenge United. I think what it is, is I did say as well, because when Roma did, like when they were going for Bale or when they were for Hammers, back in the day, if they wanted those two players, then it wouldn't be to sell an Ozil or Di Maria. Or just to say, listen, just come join the squad and they can't see even better. So, I is think it? they do have those issues, but the same thing is, right, they have dropped out, which is cool, but Darren, I think I'm with Darren in the point where I think, to be honest, if we were going to get Pogba, I think the deal would have been done by now. I think, because um, we, we can pay his, his um, we can pay Ryan Noah, or how we say his name, the HFP, we can pay the 100 million, we can give him his wages, but the deal isn't being done. One, because I think, even though he, would, he wouldn't mind joining Man United, Europa League is something he's looking at thinking, only two seasons ago in the Champions League final, why should I drop down? Number two, we all know he wants from Madrid. And number three, Madrid will sell Morata. And to be honest, if they sell Morata and they sell um, maybe a Cruz or something, um, they'll probably do what Barca did with um, um, Suarez because they didn't pay the Suarez fee up front. They pay, they're paying in so many installments that they just don't need to even worry about paying everything right now. If anything, they will come back at some point and say, yeah, we want you to come to our club and then just start down and this and he's gone. Yeah. This so, I mean, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I don't talk about him because I'm just like, well, to be honest, if he, would, if he was going to come, this would have been a done deal by now. At the very least, he would have had an agreement with the club as well because if we agreed the, the fee and all that, uh, if we agreed to wait the wages and everything else and all it is is giving 100 million, and we can do it. Why have we not oh, done it? Oh, so I'm just trying to hold it back. Uh, oh. I don't know what it is. So for me, it's just a case of when, what happens now. Personally, I wanted to go for Cruz even before the Pogba side thing was done. But the thing is, if you go for Cruz, that's the money that you to come buy Pogba. I don't want that because that'll, that'll hurt my heart. So uh, I don't know. I mean, if he comes, that'll be great. But I really don't see him coming either. I think he will either go to Real Madrid or he'll end up signing a new contract and he'll end up just... Personally, personally, I would like Verratti if I had to pick a, a set midfielder. Um, but I think it's it's telling how quickly those Matuidi um, rumours came on the back of the Pogba ones. Almost as if to say, we're probably not going to get Pogba. We've got a real chance to get Matuidi. So, so if, it doesn't all, if it doesn't work out with Pogba, which it probably won't, our contingency plan is Blaise Matuidi. That, that's... That's what it sounds like, anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't sound too happy, though. Oh, well, thing is, any midfielder we sign right now is better than the trash we have there, innit? So, you know. Is Fellaini going this year? Yeah. He's not gone yet, but. I think he will go. I think he will go. I think the players that will leave Manchester United right now are going to be him. Um, unfortunately, Daddy Blind. Because he just doesn't, he's not a Mourinho player. Um, I also think Marcus Rojo and Phil Jones have to be careful. And possibly Bastion Schweinsteiger. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very disappointed. All right. Let's end this podcast on a light note. Arsene Wenger. So, if you haven't heard the news, um, you probably should once this is uploaded. But um, Arsene Wenger has revoked Omri's coaching contract 
Um, he sacked him. He sacked him, yeah. Um, because he didn't refuse to... Because he refused to quit uh, his guy punditry job. Because he refused to stop having an opinion. Well, see, the thing is, the, this, is this is... I don't know, I don't see this is the biggest problem because Henri even offered the coach for free. For free. See, he, was like, he, was, he was like, listen, I want to be here. This, this is someone, yeah? The thing is, if you're going to be a pundit, you're going to have to say what you have to say, right? I think... Earlier last season, when Wenger um, said he he was saying something just because he has to say it for the TV or whatever. At the end of the day, pundits don't sit there and read a script. They come out there with their opinion. He's an honest man, and if you're honest with yourself, you know that the job you're doing is not good enough. I, I don't know how many times I can say it. You went unbeaten, and you didn't build a dynasty. After that, your team failed. So, if you can't take it on the chest and just say, um, Look, I haven't succeeded, and someone's going out there. He's doing his job. To be honest, that's what he's doing. He's not even doing anything wrong. He's doing his job, and his criticism of Arsenal is not even that harsh. Because at the time, I've, I've been annoyed at him for somewhat being quite soft in his um, criticism of Arsenal when he so, just come out and say, "Gary Sometimes he just come out and say, "You know, because of this, because of that, this team can still win the league. They just need a better striker." Blah blah. blah. But they need a bit, more, a bit more. But he won't say that. He's, he's just being honest. He is a coach. He's, worked, he's played under you. He wants to learn from someone that he considers the best. He's at a club that he loves. And every time he comes to training, it's not like he's come out there to criticise you and your players. He goes there and gives you 100% effort. There was no reason to sack the man. And if anything, you've just soured the relationship between him and you. And it's not going to dance his love for Arsenal. But whilst you're at the club, he was gonna, he's now going to think, I, I might as well have nothing to do with Arsenal Football Club. Because if you're going to sack him for having an opinion then you might as well sack most of the other guys that you work at your club because truth be told I, I mean I've worked there I worked there for four years most of us put Tottenham so that's one fault and <laughs> like the guy has an opinion he's doing his job if you can't take it then just shut up and he's not even he's not even said anything really bad about you just you can't you can't control what someone wants to do it's wrong and but this is this thing going all over. He's not controlled for how many years. He he lost Pat Rice and then from after that he just went even further downhill. So I don't know. I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say about Benga. But um, Henri will find another club. Henri will do what he needs to do. And if he is going to be a good manager one day, he will get a job and do what he needs to do. Right now, he shouldn't even worry about that. Just go go and repeat at the sky. Barcelona, Man City. I think he's going to Barcelona. Um, I genuinely also think that the reason why he did get sacked, um, what rumours were saying that you can't criticise the first team and the manager under 18s. Well, the thing is, sometimes your team needs criticism. Alex Ferguson won, uh, I think it was the, the um, Scottish equivalent of the FA Cup. That same victory interview, he criticised the players for the performance. Why? Because he's a winner. Because he wants to win and he doesn't settle for mediocrity. The best managers these days will criticise when needed. The fact that Gomri had the character to dig out some of the players that were probably his friends in the place where he works shows that he's got character, good character that you need to be successful in that industry. Wenger didn't like that because he he was more worried about his image because he's been getting a rough ride from the press recently. 
But the thing is, it's a, it's a dangerous precedent because Arsenal need to improve. Arsenal can't go into the back of last of this season just gone saying, "Well, we came second, we nearly won the league." It was an awful season for Arsenal. Arsenal came second where every team around them that stopped them from winning the league previously had a shocking season. And they still didn't win the league. That demands that high level of criticism. Also, my other issue with Arsenal here is to treat a club legend with such contempt for only wanting the best for your club is disgusting. To to, um, to take him away from the club, sack him, replace him with Tony Adams from the under-18s, Arsenal have made a fundamental mistake in forgetting that these under-18s won't look up to Tony Adams the way they looked up to Thierry because they are from a different generation of football fans. They will look at Thierry and remember clips of him playing with him, watch, them watching him on the TV, them practicing and saying his name when they have a good shot outside with their friends. They would have only ever heard of Tony Adams through their dad or their mum or whoever else in their family is a big football fan if they would heard of Tony Adams at all. So Tony Adams is going to go into that job and he's got to win the under-18s over. And the under-18s at the moment in England, as well documented apparently, are a different breed to them before because the way football is as an overall industry, as a trillion dollar, a trillion pound industry, the younger players are different because they've got a lot more handed to them at a younger age. So he's going to have to command the respect of players, already probably thinking he has those respects because he's Tony Adams. But Tony Adams doesn't mean anything to somebody who's 17, 18 years old, 16 years old. Terry Reid does. Everybody knows who Terry Reid is. Even if, even if you knew who Tony Adams was, you were working with a player that is considered the greatest player to ever wear an Arsenal shirt. Exactly, exactly. He's already at a loss. Exactly. So in any case, you know, they'll look at Tony Adams and say, oh, this guy, he kept up Arsenal in 1998. They'll hear about that. They'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you, legend, legend, cool. But then they'll say, this guy scored over 200 whatever goals for Arsenal. And Which they saw. At a time when they were growing, he went to Boston and won Champions League. He was playing with Messi and all that. Which and they saw. Done it everywhere. So why, why are you now going to try and essentially hold your team back? That's what you're doing. You're holding their team back. But then this is this is Wenger all over. This is someone that's protected some of these worst players in any team. I said they they're good or they've done all right. But I think the Nelson, um, Shamak, some of these players you signed and they've been in some awful awful form. And you give him one little bit of criticism, he goes mad. That's the kind of man that he is. He's so stubborn and he's, he blinds himself. But Arsenal Wenger is running Arsenal Football Club like it's Arsenal Football Club. There is no... There's, you're not allowed to have a difference of opinion. You're not allowed to, to have an argument. It's everybody thinks this way. And if you don't, you get out. And that is not conducive to a good working environment because you're not going to improve that way. You need different output, different opinions to improve. Arsenal are going to improve if they look that way. If everybody in the company that's failing isn't thinking, how are we going to change this? Or we need to dig each other out. We need to really talk about why we're not, we're not being successful. And instead, it's just like, well, yeah, this is the way we did it. We're going to stick to doing it. How is change ever going to come? How is good change ever going to come it's not if you have that sort of mindset speaking of that mindset and that opinion there's also news that uh, if you tweet negative uh, well 
if you tweet anything negative at Arsenal Twitter, uh, they block you from the, uh, the their, um, their their Twitter uh, their Twitter account. Plus, you will also receive a lifetime ban from the stadium. That's absolutely disgusting. For a tweet. For tweets. This is absolutely. For tweets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Why is your football club acting like it's been run by King Jong Un? It's a football club, not a dictatorship. Yeah, people I, I, are I read well that within their rights. I think it's an even stand or something like that. It's ridiculous. The thing is, no, no, but it's, it's true because it wasn't DT getting threatened yeah. for bringing banners out. Mm-hmm. We were respectful banners, which said thanks for the memories, but we want some change. I, mean, I remember there were loads of like, this is years ago, but there were pictures of. Um, of anti Wenger protests, like banners and stuff, in in the in the stands itself, and there were stewards taking away their 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 their, ba- their banners, their posters that said anything negative about Arsenal. So Wenger, man, yeah, like I said, you gotta go. Ruining my club. They were throwing people out as well. This is this. Is, you can't. I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Like blocking on Twitter. That's that's small. But someone tweets. And these are people, these are probably people, yeah, forget about the, the fans that don't support Arsenal. These are people that are passionate about their club and they've probably paid God knows how much because everyone knows that an Arsenal ticket is not cheap in any way. And they tweet something, which probably is coming out of passion and you say they're getting a lifetime ban from the stadium. I'm sorry, but that is absolutely pathetic. That's not the way to run any club. That is disgusting behaviour. And... You're only going to um, alienate people from, one, supporting your club, and two, how, how is someone going to go and tell their kid, oh, support Arsenal, but if you treat anything bad, they're going to ban you. What, what is that? What what the hell is that? You don't run up, you don't, it's Twitter. It's not even serious, it's not that deep. Arsenal Wenger doesn't sit there and read Twitter. Neither do the Arsenal players. I mean, yeah, they've got Twitter, and some of them can see, they can see what tweet, tweet being tweeted towards them, but... If it was that deep, I'm sure some of them would have went away from it. I mean, look at the abuse Giroud gets. Giroud has every reason to run away from Arsenal because some of the abuse he gets is disgusting, but he's still there and he's still trying his best to score goals for the club. So why are you going to now ban people for tweeting one negative comment towards the Arsenal Twitter? If you're getting popped 6 0 at Chelsea, you deserve every abuse you get. Well, that uh, so, was the 2000s game as well or something. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. You, you're getting pop 6 0, no, and then it wasn't was it a week before, a week after when it got stuck 5 1 by Liverpool or whatever. Of course, you deserve every abuse. They're fans. They pay to sit in those seats and watch you. They can cheer and boo who the hell they please. So, who are you to now go and tell them that, oh, you tweeted negative so you don't come back to the club ever again? That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Excuse me. Ridiculous. And we'll, we'll, we'll end it there. I would ask you where, to, where, where they could find us, Michael, but I mean. You're on the phone, so and you might not be able to be heard. So I'm gonna say, I'm taking a sec just just this week, just this week. Okay, all, right, cool. all right, cool. You can find us on Twitter at Free I um, Free I Midfield or Free Midfield. You can type that in. You find us anyway. You can find us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com/slash Free In Midfield. And yeah, that's it. Don't Those. forget iTunes. Don't forget It'd iTunes. Nice. Like I forgot just now. No, yeah. how you, no, no. How you gonna bounce my part like that? Bro? I apologise, Michael. But this has been another episode of the Freeman Full Podcast. Good night.